the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. It all begins with God. Number one, is there a God? We got to get that settled. Is there a God? Number two, is he a personal God? Or is he just a force? Uh, The early deists like uh, Benjamin Franklin believed that God was the creator and he was sovereign, but he just didn't bother himself with the day-to-day affairs of man. And you've probably heard the illustration. It was said that a deist believed that God was like a watchmaker. And the universe was his watch with all these intricate pieces and movements. And once he finished the watch, he wound it up and let it run. And since the creation has just been running. And God watches, but he's not involved. That's not the God of the Bible. That is not the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible is very involved in our lives. And yes, he has demands. The uh, Ten Commandments were not the Ten Suggestions. They were commandments. God makes his will very clear. Not only does he make his will clear, he makes it very clear that we have, we are a fallen race under his condemnation. We are separated from him because of our sin. And that's why Jesus came to offer himself as a sacrifice. That's why. And I've said this before, and I know this offends some of you, but Jesus is not portrayed as a lion. I I know the Chronicles of Narnia, we read those to our kids, and I love them, but Jesus is never portrayed as a lion. What about Revelation chapter 5? The lion of the tribe of Judah. Yeah, but then look who showed up. It was the lamb. Over 17 times in the book of Revelation, Jesus is referred to as the lamb the Lamb, the Lamb, the Lamb of God, the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world, the Lamb. It was the Lamb in Revelation 17 when all of the nations of the world and the Antichrist himself come against God. They are defeated and they are conquered by the Lamb. The Lamb. He offered himself. He conquered sin, death, hell, and Satan himself by becoming coming a lamb. However, as the lamb, 
He has also portrayed this way in Revelation chapter 1. And the reason I bring this up is that often people think that Jesus, when he was here on the earth, floated around on a cloud. He had long, flowing hair. We don't know whether he did or not. Maybe he did. We don't know. But he just kind of, he didn't even touch the ground. He didn't walk like other people. He floated around on a cloud. And he just went around saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. Hey, 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 over there. I love you. Yeah, I love you too. And I love you. And I love you. And I love you. And I love you. And like in the in the storm, out in the middle of the sea, when the disciples thought they were going to die, Jesus went to the bow of the ship and said, Oh, you silly storm, you. Stop it. You're messing up my hair. Oh, peace be still, you silly storm, you. Peace. I don't believe so at all. He commanded the storm. Peace. You be still. He commanded. And then there is this in Revelation chapter 1. As you know, the book of Revelation is a revelation that John received as he was caught up into the heavens, and he describes the best way he can what he sees. This is his description of the risen Christ. Revelation chapter 1, verse 12. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks, and in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. His feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth with a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. Now, how do we know that's Jesus? It goes on. He laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. That can only be the risen, resurrected Christ. As he appears today, after He conquered sin, death, and hell. We must have a proper understanding of God. We cannot underemphasize his love, his grace, his mercy. We cannot underemphasize that. But we also must emphasize his justice, his righteousness. His holiness, his his power, his sovereignty. The same God who poured out his love on the cross poured out his wrath and anger on the cross. 
The same God who forgives us of all of our sin, all of our sin, and has mercy upon us, that same God will wipe out millions of people during the tribulation here on the earth, and he will not apologize. That same God who shows unbelievable love and tenderness, the same God will pour out unimaginable wrath and anger and judgment upon this earth and burn this earth up with fire and completely destroy it so that it can ultimately be redeemed and become the new earth where the new Jerusalem will come down from heaven and will sit on the new earth. We must have a complete view of God, a balanced view of God. And if we are going to deal with things like abortion and marriage and gender and sexuality, we must begin with the fact that there is a God, He is the Creator, and He has a right, because He is the Creator, to make laws, commandments, and to make pronouncements about men and women and marriage, because He is God and we are not. The ultimate answer is giving people the gospel and seeing people transformed by the grace of God and adopt, then, a biblical world view. If you adopt a biblical worldview, then abortion is a non-issue. You know what God says. Marriage is a non-issue. You know what God says. It's the only way we're ultimately going to win this whole culture war thing. And that's why we can never neglect the gospel. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. And uh, we'll wrap things up here on today's Bob Bernie Live. Um, I spent a lot of time on this thing of worldview and understanding who God is because there is nothing more important. There is nothing more important. Ultimately, I wish I wish everyone in America would become pro-life and reject abortion. I wish that was the case. But if those same people did not know Jesus as Savior, did not understand God's plan of salvation for their life, We would save the lives of some babies, and that would be absolutely wonderful. But what would we accomplish for 
eternity. The culture wars are ultimately spiritual wars. And again, it's a battle over worldview. Who is God? What does he say? Does he have a right to say it? And if he does, what did he say? And how do we understand? So it comes down to the character of God himself and the authority of his word. Is there a God? Did he give us a Bible? Did he actually inspire every single word? If there is a God and he gave us his word, then we better obey it. And that's the problem with so many churches today. Uh, I have several stories here. I don't know how many I'll have time to get to. But the one right on the top here, the headline, Evangelical Lutheran Church Short at least 600 pastors. According to this story, now the ELCA, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, sadly, tragically, but truthfully, is one of the more liberal denominations. They left the authority of Scripture a long, long time ago. Martin Luther would not recognize the church that bears his name. Now, there are conservative Lutheran churches across America, but they're not a part of the ELCA. I think any decent Bible-believing church, Lutheran church, left the ELCA a long time ago, and if they haven't, well, they should. So, Martin Luther, would, would he would not recognize at all the church that bears his name. And according to this story, there are over 600 evangelical Lutheran churches across America who have no pastor. And there's no hope that they're going to get one anytime soon. One small synod in Montana, according to this story, has 35 individual churches that have no pastor. Now, what is the reason? Well, here is what the officials of the ELCA are saying. It's the pandemic. It's the pandemic. That's why we don't have pastors. That's why we don't have... No, 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 no. It's not... It's. It's not the pandemic. Has that made things more difficult for churches? There's no doubt about that. Has it made things more difficult for pastors? Yes. Walking through this whole COVID thing has been very difficult for most, if not all, pastors. But here's the reason. Why become an ELCA pastor? If you don't have absolute truth to proclaim, you're nothing more than a social director. You might as well go into practice of counseling. And and by the way, there's nothing wrong with counseling. I'm not diminishing that. I'm just saying, why why would you want the pressures of trying to be a pastor if you don't really have the answers to life's problems? What's the use? And then we got things like this. Uh, The ELCA was quite proud a couple of years ago because they uh, consecrated their first 
LGBT trans bishop, the Reverend Megan Rohr, which is a man pretending to be a woman, uh, openly trans bishop, uh, consecrated, oh, back in, uh, I'm sorry, it was 2018. It was more than a couple of years ago, back in 2018. And many people were thinking, well, this is great. We've got a trans bishop, not just a pastor, a bishop. Well, the bishop has now been removed. Yeah, has been removed. Because he is pretending to be a woman and making a mockery of what Scripture says about men and women. No. She has been accused of racism. She, he, made one statement about an Hispanic member of the church. So, being in direct defiance of what God has said about gender, that's okay. Being in a same-sex relationship, which is condemned by God and the Word of God, that's okay. We don't care about that. But you dare not say anything that can be interpreted as racist. Say what? Yeah, true story. Does that give you any indication of the spiritual corruption of the ELCA? All right. I had several other stories, but uh, maybe we'll get to them tomorrow. Folks, thanks for joining me. Have a great evening, but please remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.